Ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad to be back with you here. We are the Five Star Man Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me as always is Steve. Hi everybody, I'm a five star man. <laughs> this of course is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, where we watch each and every episode and determine if Dennis Reynolds, the character on the TV show, is a sex doll or not. And tonight we watched episode three of season one, Underage Drinking, A National Concern. This episode was fantastic. Another in a string of uh, really solid and really uh, controversial topics to to tackle as a TV show right off the bat, you know? And the amount of character development that came with it of each and every one of them replaying and reliving their high school experiences and realizing that that was their glory days and uh, mm-hmm. you know this is all having a bar instantly makes them the coolest kids in school, and they get invited to prom and they're drinking in parks and yeah, yeah. It's such a great character episode to to really show these characters like you know yeah we're getting a backstory three episodes in of who these people are. So yeah, if you didn't see the episode, the the first sort of cold open that happens is uh we see everybody in the bar there's a lot of people in the bar they all look really young come to find out uh it's underage drinking and uh then the gang sort of progresses through moments where uh they don't want to be a part of it but then they decide ultimately it's a good idea because it's good for the kids. <laughs> they yeah, like, they, they're keeping. They them find safe. a weird way to justify it. To well, well, they run through all like the shenanigans that they did about yeah. crashing a car and uh, you know drinking in a park, getting a homeless man to buy them forties. Yeah. Like so now they're like, we're gonna buy alcohol for these miners <laughs> at our bar. So I just imagine the homeless man like. A guy who has seen everything out in the street all the time, sees people at their best, their worst, and he sees two kids roll up on him with a, a doll, a giant doll, and just like, hey, will you go buy us beer? And that's the craziest thing that that homeless man has seen all day. And he probably <laughs> took a shit in the subway into a fucking newspaper. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the picture painted at me. <laughs> Uh, and along the way with, with serving alcohol to these kids, then they start getting involved in relationships with them. So now we're starting to tackle statutory rape yeah, as, yeah. God damn. as a, as a subject matter. And, uh, oh my God, it was just, did they ever say how old Trey was? They made it clear for, for Tammy. Yeah. I, I, I would assume that he was 17 or younger. I guess. No, he said that he was eight. And I guess we're to assume that when it was, uh, he was like, where were you when I was in high school? So I guess it's 10 years, 10-ish years. Anyway, still. Yeah, yeah she's got to be, de- de- I think at this point the gang is 28 years old, 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think another important thing is that in this uh, like with that first scene into the second scene, they were like, "Whose job is it to do the IDs?" That's Max' regret. 
and Mac Mac knew that that was his job and that's all their jobs and they're trying to I think I think they're seeing the doll as the emotional and like the the compass for them of what's mm-hmm. right and what's wrong and like Dennis out of all the suggestions that were given to how they're going to run this underage speakeasy that <laughs> he's he's going to like it's it's four drink maximum watered down drinks like we're making sure that they're safe like i i just saw that i i, I noticed that that they were kind of kind like they they see dennis as such a high status character that it's not just you know being cool and sure yeah better than them but like genuinely trying to make it uh a better a better world through this doll yeah he's the it's the best of them (laughs) i mean and the worst of them at the same time overall in this episode uh I think that Dennis was a sex doll. Yeah. And I think that for the majority of this episode, uh, he he may not have been like a, I don't know. I think that he was very closely tied with Mac throughout this episode, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's a moment towards the end I'm just kind of bouncing around, so we're just kind of free-flowing here. Yep. Um, there's a moment towards the end where the the gang wakes up in this party mansion that Dennis was not there for. Yep, he was not. Because he <laughs> was left at Mac's apartment. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was left at Mac's apartment is because earlier that morning, or yeah, that that morning before... Uh, Mac was home when Tammy came calling for the doll, mm-hmm. not for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And so he already got asked to prom as the doll, not as himself. And so he already feels bad about it. So he feels even worse when he finds out that Charlie and D also like legitimately got asked to prom. Yep. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I thought D in that scenario, and I know that it was in Mac and like you that makes a lot more sense uh but but i was on the same plane with you of that like she approached one of them and blackmailed them mm-hmm. you know and yeah mac that 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 completely makes sense that mac would be the one against it because he doesn't want to give in yeah uh but dennis does lead that charge towards hey let's all go to prom of course i'm going to prom yeah well you know i mean yeah max if mac is still portraying dennis well, you know, if he's still if he's still the like the one that's here's like if it's Tyler Durden and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah Tyler yeah. Durden, whatever his name is. And yeah, whoever. Uh, <laughs> Edward Norton. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Whoever Edward Norton was. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And like they have a party before prom at Patty's. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking, man. Is that? Oh my god! And Tammy's standing there. Which Tammy, is like, like the reason, the reason that all these kids are going to this bar in the first place is because somebody at the school like ran into these people in public and was like, "You'll never believe these weirdos have this sex doll. We can probably trick them into serving us alcohol." This is my conspiracy theory of 
this is the Tammy conspiracy theory. This whole episode, okay, because this, the, the, like, the person who benefited most from all that happened in this episode was Tammy because she won her, her, she won Trey back, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking that Tammy, Tammy is an 18 year old woman who is ready to leave high school behind and has already been out into the scene, right? She, she, you know, she's a fucking attractive woman. And when she walks up to a club, they probably don't ID her, you know, and other bars. And just like Patty's, she was, uh, she, she was, she got in and got served. And I bet she went on a night before, with a couple of her friends who do the same thing. And she, when she was there, she saw the sex doll. And that's when it clicked in her head. That the way that she could win Trey back after seeing the sex doll, after looking at all of them and how they interact with each other, that these are people that can be easily manipulated. And the one thing that Trey, the coolest guy in school, she's probably try she's probably hooked up with her with his friends, with other popular kids in the school. But the one thing that would drive Trey nuts is that she's gonna take this weird sex doll to prom and like completely ruin his image. And I think that that <laughs> that she orchestrated this whole thing, and, yeah. and knew that uh, the girl that Charlie was hitting on, like she's a she's a spaz a little bit, <clears throat> like th- she she saw all of this in front of her, and then went up to it and put and like started flirting with the doll while Trey was there, and he probably noticed in that first scene. Mm-hmm. Makes and like sense. I, I just think that yeah, and uh Tammy kinda had it in for D and like also wanted to embarrass her a little bit. Cause she knew that she also held the cards to getting Trey back and just wanted to just like she's fucking bored in high school. All these people's problems don't you know <laughs> like this is like she's like dennis she's like who dennis and i was also thinking well first how do you feel about all of that what do you what do you what what do you think would you i I think you took that you took that you took that a lot farther than i than i would have (laughs) this this is what i think (laughs) makes a lot of sense um makes a lot of sense but I was also thinking, like, because in the in the series, Dennis has a, and it's even heightened in the thirteenth season. Like, he has a thing about consent and like with any woman that he's with. Like, I wonder if this is where where it starts. Because it's a, it's an underage party, and he realizes that, you oh, know. Yeah. Just think, uh, you know, character-wise. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> this Could doll be. embodies. <laughs> well, that's going to be a harder sell down the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm... I don't know. I'm, uh... I'm convinced he was a sex doll in this episode. That's all. I'm, I'm just too. thoroughly convinced. I do, too. I do, too. I think... 
I, I there's a couple of things I want to get into real fast. Sure. Um, just just about the other characters. Uh, I think the 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 scene with D talking to her mom. That's that's kind of starting to establish the the overall theory that we have that you know Dennis was that D ate Dennis right <laughs> and the mom coming down on D right and giving her a hard time for living her life <laughs> yeah right just the way you say D ate Dennis <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she did. <laughs> In the <laughs> you ate your brother. In the what was the brother's name? Donnie. Donnie, you ate Donnie. You ate Dennis. <laughs> uh, I also, I also want to say in the in the scene in one of the bar scenes, uh, there was a problem that happened, and Dennis was just behind the bar. Dennis was serving drinks behind the bar the entire time. Dennis is approached behind the bar with tammy for the first time like well in that moment he physically didn't leave a space and the others are the ones moving around interacting with with the people i was gonna say in those moments too i also saw it as mac where mac was the one actually tending bar and the reason he says the the first thing he says is tammy walks up to him as he knows she's walking over he says shit because he knows he's she's not coming for him she's coming for the doll Mm-hmm. And that's why you he's know. so sour the yeah. entire time. Yeah, she knew that he would yeah. be jealous because he looks up to this mm-hmm. doll so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's so yeah, <laughs> yeah. She he to- yeah, like her her coming after that doll, and then like also <laughs> leaving her number in it, dude. What like, of s- course, de- of course, Mac uh. is gonna check that number. What a and, spider, dude. I love it. Yeah, Tammy's a, Tammy's spinning her web. Uh she they didn't show Tammy at the party. And I also liked how she was able to do further research of them by watching them interact at the party and how 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 Mac was so aggressive playing beer pong. <laughs> Dee's a drunk, a lush, and Charlie is just <laughs> listening to this girl's problems. <laughs> And the way it ends with Charlie. Yeah, they're the all dance. messes, dude. They're all... Oh. And I was thinking about this, too. There's a... <laughs> where they're sitting in Charlie's apartment trying to smoke or trying to sniff, sniff, glue. sniff Elmer's glue. And... God dang. I don't know. It's just so perfect. Everything about it. Uh, it's what they would be doing. These people are so... Like they're just mean and like awful people, but also their lives are just so sad, you know. Yeah, D, did you see like how Dee dressed when she went to that park? Like yeah. she she dressed oh. in something that you would go out for drinks. Well, because she doesn't know any better. She's never been to the to oh, the yeah, park where right. the cool kids go. <laughs> that's right. Oh, but she's been there, you know, two hundred times. <laughs> Uh yeah man I I think that that pretty much sums it up for for everything I got like you know there there was a lot of projection of guilt and reason and uh guiding the course of this doll from all of them 
Yeah. Through in this episode, maybe maybe not as much Charlie, but definitely D and D and and Mac. And Mac. See, that's um, how much he was Mac because he just referred to him as Dennis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just hearing where is my mind playing <laughs> as buildings are being demolished. Oh, so how would you rate this episode, Chris? Okay, so on the on the five star scale, five being the most man, and zero being the 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 most actual person. Uh, I rate him a golden god. He's a five-star man. He's a five-star man. He is a five-star man, yeah. Um, I mean, it started off a little rough with the physically unplugging the thing and yelling. Um, but you, you kind of forgive it when you see the other interactions that come through the episode. Um, and can easily see how it could be any one of the three. Um, yeah. He's it's it's definitely he didn't even move for most of it. He never chased after anything. Yeah, I mean, like last episode, <laughs> at least at least there was a fence involved that he tried to climb over. He didn't go anywhere near outside of the bar. So yeah, he's he, and he did go to the party. That's the I think the the most key evidence of like mm-hmm. man, people will really say something if if they bring and that that would have been the only thing that would have brought Tammy down. Yeah. Is if they would have brought that Well, she made sure that Mac was so jealous of it that he would leave it. Yeah. At home. That makes so much sense. I think the Tammy conspiracy is and we never see Tammy again. We never see Tammy again. But god damn, oh I would love it if she'd come back now. (laughs) Do it again. Um all right. Yeah. He's he's a five star man. Cool. Well, before we say goodbye on uh, this great show, uh, <laughs> I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who uh, is listening out there. We're through our third episode now, and uh, clearly we're still exploring and finding our rhythm and finding what our format really looks like. Yeah. So give us feedback. Let us know, you know, what you enjoy, what you... Uh, what you think could, could be improved for sure and uh you I, know. I also want to say thank you to the sponsors of this Hulu ad that we we watched it this episode don't, don't give them free advertising i don't care uh because it was so great it was sk it was like get rid of those sk dots or you know i like mr bird liver spots right is that the best way so anyway uh it was this is one part of the commercial where the lady takes her scarf and they're like okay wait 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 three two i want you to i want you to describe it to me again but i want to give you a quick introduction okay sorry wait so are we ending it and now it's time for steve grande explains an ad time out should we should we end the end the podcast and say it's a five star man and then go into that? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go have us some tasty treats. <laughs> Cute Steve. <laughs> Cute Steve Winwood. <laughs> <laughs>
do that again. No, I like it just like that. <laughs> Steve will explain a commercial he saw on TV. So watching this episode through Hulu, there was a there was a commercial for SK dot removal, which is like a, kind of like a Mr. Burns liver spot that you get on your head when you get old, you know. Uh, so there's this one part in it where they're about to take a picture and like people in the commercial have been like super self-conscious about it already at like his daughter's wedding and shit. Like there, then there's this lady and she's about to take a picture. They're like, okay, three, two, one, geez. And, uh, she, she's like, oh, then takes a scarf that she's wearing and holds it up to the side of her head. And like, it's the, like, if you got that picture as like a you know a Christmas card, you'd be like, "Why is that lady holding? Why is why is Janet holding the scarf on the side of her head? That makes no sense. Like it looks terrible." And like anyway, they go through this commercial and like it's a regular drug commercial. There's weddings and there's bike rides and. Days of the park, everybody's smiling with their foreheads exposed because uh, they've they've gotten it back in these two simple trials. Like, uh, they they wait they Chris, what what do you what did you think of this commercial? Because I think there was another part of it. Oh, yes, go go for it. Oh, uh, they said, "Don't get it in your eyes." <laughs> Don't get it in your eyes or mouth. And they they basically say it like that. <laughs> don't, don't get it in your eyes or mouth. It was immediate. It was like, don't get it in your eyes or mouth. If you get it in your eyes or mouth, consult the doctor immediately. <laughs> oh, Here's what the side effects include. Death. That was better than any Buick commercial that they had on there. That's for Dude, damn sure. February to remember. Yo, what? <laughs> this is November. <laughs> and in this house, we celebrate happy Honda days, okay? <laughs> Alright, get those Mr. Bird's liver spots removed from your head. <laughs> Don't get in your eyes or mouth. <laughs> Don't be fucking idiots.